Do you have all the things they say should make you happy, but you still feel unfulfilled? Are you always doing what you should do? Or do you never feel like you're enough? And you want to feel better, more fulfilled, more aligned, and more comfortable in your own body? Then this is the show. Scared as fuck and doing it anyway, showing up authentically. My name is Paula Schuster, and I'm a self-love and authenticity coach. My life completely changed when I started loving myself again, putting myself first, and being true to me. This is the show that's going to help you get out of being stuck, out of the cycles of self-abandonment, and help you choose yourself without feeling selfish. It will give you not only inspiration, but awareness, courage, and insights to make changes and live your life for you. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Scared as Fuck and Doing It Anyway, Showing Up Authentically podcast. I'm your host, Paula Schuster. I'm super humbled and grateful for all of you who are listening uh, and joining me on this journey and supporting me. Thank you so much. Um, I've had really incredible response to my first three episodes and lots of feedback to help me know what to keep doing um, and where I should head from here, especially when it comes to these solo episodes. So I really appreciate that. Thank you again. Um, I had no plans to do this solo episode that I'm doing today, uh, but something happened the other day that I felt compelled to share. So here I am. Uh, this isn't going to be a very long episode at all. Um, I also want to preface it with saying that um, I know there are a lot of people out there who aren't going to agree with what I'm going to be saying today. Uh, and that's okay. I don't care. Uh, I'm fine with that. Um, and I feel like I'm winning as a mother and I'll take that any day. However, to the people who don't agree, um, I still encourage you to listen because, you know, you just never know. You might get a change in perspective. Who knows? So here goes. Uh, so my 18-year-old daughter called me last Friday night, and she was really drunk. She's off at college and had been partying. And um, she called me because she had gotten a text from a woman who had done her hair, who now wants to do a trade with me. And she wanted to tell me about it. So she called me. Um, and, you know, I love that she wasn't scared to call me in the moment when she was drunk. Um but in the process of this conversation, I proceeded to find out just how much she had to drink that night. And it was the most she'd ever had in one night before, um, just to paint the picture a little bit. And so, um, yeah, before I go any further, um, I, I have to say that I love, 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 love having a view into what she's doing. I would rather know than not know just because that's who I am. Uh, I have always asked a lot of questions to my kids, no matter what thing it is that we're talking about, because I like details. I always have, which is part of what served me so well in corporate America. Um, and detail helps me to be able to put a picture together in my head so I can see and envision what's happening. And that matters to me. Um, I've also always told my kids along the way that the more information and details I have, the more freedom they get. Uh, because when they tell me things and answer all of my detailed questions, I get to hear their thought processes in their answers. And that tells me a lot. Um, and then I can also tell if they're being honest with me and I can call them out when they're not. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But asking for all the detail 
uh, you know, it was different when she was under my roof, I could do it and she would answer me, you know, but uh, since she's been away at college, I don't get to hear as much. And I just have to live with that because she's off living her own life now. Uh, and that's what she's supposed to be doing. Right. And so I love that I still have a view into this when, when she's away at college. And, and, you know, I have to believe that I taught her as much as I could and prepared her as best I could. And although it's been hard as fuck to detach and let her go, it's part of life, right? So I'm dealing with it. Uh, just as a side note, um, it has been super hard for me to detach and, and let her go. I mean, I started preparing myself a whole year before she went off to college because I knew how hard it was going to be for me to let her go. I would break down crying out of the blue all of the time uh, for at least six months, if not more, before she moved out. And I just allowed myself that because I knew that's what I needed to process. And I knew it would help make it a little bit easier when she did go. And I believe it also showed her just how much I love her and was going to miss her. So, you know, like when she left dirty dishes on the counter and left her bathroom and her bedroom a fucking mess, or, you know, when she asked me to, to make her some food when I really didn't feel like doing it, I did it anyway, or I let it go, or I cleaned it up myself because I thought, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this for her very much longer, and I wanted to enjoy it and cherish it while I could. And it just makes me cry thinking about it. But um, like I was saying, I love having a view into what she's doing because I know she's doing something. I know she's drinking and partying. I just don't know exactly what and how much. And I'd rather know than not know. Uh, you know, but all that said, I'm not going to lie. The other night, it was a little overwhelming at first to be listening to just how drunk she was. Um, and thankfully I recognized that a big part of, you know, being overwhelmed by that is my own stuff, you know, because I know how reckless I was at her age. And I have to remember that she isn't me. You know, she's smarter than me. She grew up in a different setting than I did. Uh, she, she had a pretty cool mom <laughs> who really talked to her about things, honestly, and let her experiment. And I didn't have that. So there's a big, big difference. Um, you know, and when I say I talked to her about things, I mean, I told her everything about my story, all of the sordid details. And I've told my son everything too. I started telling her when she was 14. And I think I waited a little bit longer with my son. He was either 15 or 16, but I shared everything that was in uh, my first episode, if you listen to that, um, and even more with them. because, And I say more because I realize I left a few things out of that story, that first episode, like a couple of pregnancies and abortions. And you know, while I mentioned that I had started having sex at 13 in that episode, I didn't include that I was, you know, very promiscuous for like 10 years from, you know, the time that I was 13 until 23 or 24 and, you know, a few other things too. Anyway, um, I told them all of it because I wanted them to know that nothing was too big to come to me with nothing that they could come to me with absolutely anything and it would be no big deal. It would just be another day on the calendar because I had been through it all already. And I, you know, when I was dealing with all of that, I had to deal with it on my own because I had no adult in my life who to talk to, who would understand, you know, what I was going through. I just had my friends and they were, you know, my age or maybe a little bit older than me. So, you know, not anyone, not like a trusted adult 
And I really want to be that trusted adult for, for my kids and, um, and for their friends too. So, um, you know, I also told my kids that they could try anything that they wanted to here at home first and allowed them to do that, like alcohol and pot and even mushrooms and whatever else they wanted to do, you know, within reason, you know, um, because I, I wanted them to be prepared. It was super, super important for me that they were prepared when they went out there to do that stuff with their friends and at parties and all of that. So I wanted them to try those things here at home in a safe place where they could assess their tolerance, I guess. So they would know what it felt like to be on those things. And they would know how much they could have before they were out of control. And they would know their reaction time and, and when their inhibitions had gone out the window or, you know, when they were no longer able to make rational decisions is what I mean by that. So, um, you know, anyway, part of the door, uh, part of opening that door for them, or at least for her, uh, because the door is open for my son, but he's black and white about not trying anything so far anyway. Um, but, but part of having that door open for her was, um, you know, because it was available, it was like less of a thing. She didn't want to do those things as much as everyone else around her because it was all available to her anytime she wanted. And she told me that, um, you know, she tried pot, um, here at home and a little bit of alcohol. And she even tried mushrooms here for the first time before doing them anywhere else. And, and I was happy about that. And she lost her virginity in her own bed here at home, which was a much different experience than what I had, which was like in the front seat of a car. And so, you know, I'm glad that she did it in a safe place. Um, you know, anyway, the other part of it all was, you know, then I also, you know, letting her try all those things here at home, like especially pot and mushrooms and things like that, as I knew that what she was taking was safe because we had gotten it for her and we were, you know, doing it ourselves too. And so um, we knew it wasn't full of fentanyl or something, you know, that could hurt her or kill her or, you know, harm her. Um, so anyway, um, kind of getting back to the phone call, when she called the other night, we we actually talked for like an hour or more, which was, again, overwhelming at first, but it ended up being kind of funny and cute. And, and I got a lot of information, um, which again, I love. She was, you know, slurring her words, uh, but of course, because she was drunk, but, you know, she took me through a whole like very detailed story about how she had thrown a party at her college campus apartment and, and how the RAs who lived across the hall heard it and came to warn her. Um, I mean, come on, like having a party in the apartment across from the RA is probably not the best idea, but Hey, you know, <laughs> so she had this party anyway, the RAs had come. One of the guy friends in her group had helped, helped her talk with them and deal with the people at the party who were being loud, you know, so that told me some about her friends and when the RAs came back, because of course the loud people at the party didn't quiet down and they, because they were drinking and all this, and she didn't have control of what was going on because there were too many people there. Um, this one guy friend of hers had helped her talk to the RAs again. And, and they basically told them that they were going to call the cops if they didn't quiet down. So she, so she had to shut the whole party down again. This, so again, this, this guy friend of hers helped her get everyone out. Um, and, I guess she was supposed to get written up for it and and all that. And I think maybe get a citation or something like that. I'm not sure. Uh, but nothing has happened so far. And all this happened like before Christmas break. And so 
I think she got away with it. Um, and you know, like that's, that's kind of okay with me too. I mean, she learned from the situation and, you know, good for her if she didn't get in trouble. Um, so the point of, of the conversation wasn't to tell me about the party she had had, (laughs) but she felt like sharing, you know, because that's how you feel when you're drunk. (laughs) And so, so I got to hear all about it. Um, but you know, in all of this, there are, there are a few points, I guess, that I want to emphasize because I'm thinking she's doing some things right. So this last Friday night, um, you know, they were out at a party and, um, and, and she was with this group of her friends. And so while she was very drunk, she had her wits about her, you know, she was rational. I mean, you know, she repeated stuff while she was telling me the story because yeah, she was drunk. But at one point she even asked me, Hey mom, are you following all of this? Are you still there? Are you getting all of this? And I was like, yeah. So she had her head on straight and had her wits about her and, you know, wasn't like blottoed blackout drunk. And, um, and I was happy about that. Second, she was with multiple friends who have her back, one of whom is her bestie. Um, but this group, you know, they care about each other and they help her when she needs it. And I am very grateful for that. Do I worry about her? Fuck yes. Yes, I worry about her because that's what moms do, right? We worry about our babies. And I especially worry about her because her dad and I were both alcoholics. But I also know that she has a good head on her shoulders, that she's really smart, and, you know, that she saw what we both went through. And I know she can choose differently. And even though she's experimenting in college, I already see her choosing differently than us in lots of ways. So I'm happy about that. You know, most college kids aren't calling their moms when they're out partying and drunk, but my kid did because she trusts me and she knows that I have her back and she knows she can comfortably call me and do that no matter what's happening. And she knows she can come to me with anything. And for that, I feel like I'm winning as a mom. Just to close things out here, I want to give a shout out to these friends of my daughter. You know who you are. Thank you for having her back. Thank you for caring about her. I appreciate you more than you know. Please keep having each other's backs because it matters. All right, that's it for today. Thank you all so much for being here with me. It means a ton that you're spending your precious time listening to my podcast. I hope it's giving you perspective and inspiration, and I hope it's relatable and um, that, you know, it resonates and maybe even, you know, has you questioning things or, um, yeah. So I really, I really appreciate you a lot. There's, we have so many good episodes coming up, so Please follow along on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. And um, and if you like this episode or like the podcast in general, please leave me a review. Reviews are like gifts. And um, I've received some great uh, reviews uh, and feedback so far that have really helped me, you know, know which direction to um, to go in and to keep do- going in or to stop. So um so please keep giving that giving me that feedback. 
And if you know of anyone that would like this particular episode or would benefit from it, please share, share it with them, you know, send them a link, text them, post it on your socials, um, whatever you, whatever feels best to you. And if you have any questions that you want answered, or you're wondering about my perspective on something or how I dealt with something um, that you might be going through, reach out um, and let me know. And you can DM me on social. You can email me at Paula at ReikiFlowMN.com. Um, but there's ways to ways to get a hold of me. Let me know what you're thinking. I love you so much. Thank you.